My name is Matthew. I'm a member of USA Radio, the news department, and today we are interviewing Carl King. He's running for USAC president, and this interview is basically going to be used to get to know him a little bit better and his platform, and hopefully go beyond some of the interviews he's had before to learn a little bit more about him. So yeah, how are you doing today, Carl? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What about you? I'm all right. Thanks for asking. So my first question is, what motivates you uh, socially, academically, or otherwise? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, I think what motivates me, you know, people uh, hear about me being a Marine and they expect, you know, some cool story. Um, And I hate to like, you know, disappoint them, but I always say my mom, you know, my mom is someone that motivates me. Um, I grew up in a very like rough environment. Mom made about $22,000 a year. And, um, you know, she, she had me when she was 15 years old. So, you know, my mom taught me perseverance. She taught me that even though you're not in the best position in life, you can still help, help others. And she was the first person, she was my first drill instructor. She was the first person that um, instilled in me a sense of like service to others. And so that, that's what motivates me. That, that's what keeps me going. She's like my best friend. We always joke because she had me at such a young age. We always joke and tell people that we like grew up together, you know? <laughs> Sure. Um, so you've talked about being a veteran, um, but more broadly, what part about yourself, it could be your personality, your character, your interests, or your experiences most directly informs your ability to serve as USAC president? Yeah, thank you. Um, I think when it comes to, you know, we can look at this two ways, right? We, we can talk about the qualifications or, or my experiences of me traveling the world of me, you know, leading a lot of groups of people in often dangerous and tiresome situations. We could talk about my service as a a general representative on campus over the last year where I I was able to do a lot of good stuff. Um, But I think what makes me the best candidate, and this isn't to talk bad about the other candidates, but me personally, you know, I'm I'm, I'm one that truly cares. I'm a very empathetic person. And, you know, that's that's why my platform spell out cares, right? Community unity, affordability, uh, revitalization of campus mental health equitable learning and social engagement. So, you know, Carl cares and, you know, I'm I'm truly empathetic person. And if you talk to anybody who knows me, they'll tell you that I've always, I've always been one that cares. So. You transitioned perfectly into my next question, which is for the listeners, could you briefly overview the platform you're running on? Don't have to go into too much detail. Okay. Yeah. So um, my platforms are community unity, affordability, uh, revitalization of, of campus mental health, equitable learning and social engagement. And basically, you know, what those platforms are meant to be are they're meant to um, they're meant to balance or counter problems that UCLA students are fo- uh, facing, not only at the local level, but also nationally. And when I say local, I mean, obviously, you know, we have students that that need hybrid learning that need growing cash to be expanded. Right. And that's that goes under my equitable uh, learning platform. You know, when we're talking about nationally, you know, that that goes with my affordability platform. When we talk about lowering uh, parking passes for commuter students, when we talk about creating a program so that there are needs based parking passes for for individuals that that need them. Um, and so uh, other things, you know, social engagement, one of the one of the key problems UCLA students have been facing on campus that they've told me about, you know, I've been releasing surveys is that they've had a hard time making friends because of COVID, because of the pandemic and isolation. And one of the hallmarks of college is networking. And so I want to create, I want to get students back active, right? I want to, I want to 
bring back the UCLA Mardi Gras, which was a uh, which was a huge event that used to you know make a lot of money for UCLA and bring out a lot of individuals. And then it's also outside of it, right? So you know if we're thinking about COVID, you know we're still being safe uh, in regards to the pandemic. But those are some of the things that I want to do, um, and I think those are going to make the uh, make UCLA better, and it's also going to like physically um, and, and narrowly work for students. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, help out a lot of different groups here, not just, you know, one small group. Um, in your interview with the elections board, you mentioned your desire to, quote, shut up and listen on matters regarding the marginalization of those in communities you're not a part of. What specific ways will you listen, but also act to support those communities? Yeah, thank you for that question. So I think some of the ways to do this, when I say shut up and listen, I meant specifically regarding, uh, you know, women. Our community is 59.8% women, right? Um, and so when it comes to to issues involving women, you know, I think I do what, mo- what I think most men should do, it, and, and I shut up and I listen, right? I, I make sure that, you know, women's voices are centered and uplifted. Uh, and, and one of the ways that I plan to do that is, you know, the same way I did it this year. You know, 80% of my team on the gen rep team this year were 80% of them were women. Um, all, all of the leaders in my, in my team were women except for, for two individuals. Um, and so that, that's the way I plan to do that. I, I just want to make sure their voices are centered and uplifted and I'm going to listen to them and make sure that they're making the decisions that affect their community. Okay. One of the tenets of your CARES platform is affordability. You will, and I quote, invest in student well-being with student fees. Given that uniformly enforced fees have a harsher impact on low-income students, have you given any thought to working around this? How might you maintain your goal of investment while prioritizing the well-being of low-income students? Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a good question. And, you know, when we're talking about marginalized communities, especially low income students, I'm a part of that. I'm, uh, you know, I grew up poor um, and, you know, obviously I'm not rich, not yet, uh, at least. <laughs> um, but, you know, when we talk about those students, I, I 100% feel for them. And so when we're looking at this problem, I take a personal approach. To it. It's not something that I'm just kind of listening to. And, and reading it from 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 paper and just making a decision on it. it's something that personally affects me. And so I have a personal tie to this. And specifically, the way we, we want to do this is I kind of talked about it. Um, we want to ensure that, you know, we create programs uh, within UCLA to make life easier. And we want to start with parking passes, right? We want to start with lowering the cost of parking passes. And we also want to start with basically um, creating a free free needs-based uh, program for individuals who, who truly just can't afford parking passes, but who have to still commute to school. Um, and those are some of the ways that we're going to tangibly work to just lower that costly burden on students. And I think, yeah, I think it'll help students out a lot. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I take a very personal approach to this because that's some, it's, it's something that affects me as well, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So just to get at a little bit more into why you want to run for president, um, I have a question that's basically, there's so many ways to help the youth like community. It can be overwhelming sometimes, um, but choosing USAC president, that's a very specific thing to do. And so why do you think uh, USAC president is the best way you can help the UCLA community? Got you. So, you know, this year I was the general representative three on council. And um, as USAC president, I got, I, well, I got to see that the USAC president is an individual who, you're not only um, a student leader on campus, right? Because we're all student leaders, but you're also a leader of leaders, right? And you kind of set the social tone for campus, right? You, you set the social tone for like what, what's acceptable. And, you know, individuals look up to you. And so 
with that, I decided that I wanted to run for this position because I know that UCLA needs an experienced leader. Well, last year they needed an experienced leader, and I ran, and I won. And this year, I just want to continue that. I want to continue that experience. I want to continue to help UCLA students out because I care. I think I'm the, the best person for the job. Uh, and, you know, I'm just looking forward to serving the UCLA student body uh, if I get the chance to in that capacity. But, you know, honestly, even if I don't win, you know, I'll still find a way to serve the UCLA community because that, that's what I'm about. Okay. How does your involvement in student organizations, clubs, or just other forms of involvement in the community uh, inform your desire to become president? And specifically those uh, things you're involved with outside of student government. Yeah, I think, um, you know, some of the other things that I'm, I'm involved with, I think they kind of, I think they inform my decision to, to be, to run for president um, by just listening to different organizations, listening to different groups, getting that outside perspective of individuals who have nothing to do with USAC whatsoever, but who have some great ideas. Um, one of the big things that my team also did this year and, you know, something that I really wanted to do or something that I really did was I put out uh, surveys, student surveys. Right. And I, I said, you know, give me feedback. Let me know how, how are the dorms? You know, I know we're back on campus for the first time. How are the dorms? How, how is the food? Um, how, how are you doing socially? Right. I, I, I took I took in a lot of like research and information uh, from UCLA students because I'm not involved with too many clubs because to be real with you, uh, USAC takes a lot of my time. Um, but those were the biggest ways I received a lot of information from UCLA students. And I was able to, you know, work on their behalf and, and go and, and, and communicate their grievances to the UCLA uh, student uh, leaders. I mean, I'm sorry, the UCLA admin leaders. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what portion of the UCLA student body do you think you're most distant from? And how do you plan on bridging that gap to best serve the USAC president position? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's a hard question right there. That's, that's probably the hardest one you asked me when, when it comes to, you know, who I'm more, more, most distant from, I don't think there's any group that I'm most distant from. Um, I, you know, I want to help out all UCLA students, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, whether you're rich, poor, you know, black, white, Hispanic, like everyone has problems. And, you know, as students, we have to look out for, for one another and, and be there for one another. And, um, you know, that's that's what I'm about. And, and that's why I created my community unity um, platform, because that platform touches on demographics that I'm not a part of. You know, I'm not a part of, um, you know, obviously I'm not a woman, but I want to ensure that their voices are centered and uplifted. And I'm going to create a team if I'm elected president to ensure that the women's center, the safe space that, I, that, that we want to make happen for UCLA uh, women is created. So, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't like you. I don't think I'm distant from any club i'm willing to work with any club that that's willing to work with me and any problems that arises from any ucla students i'm going to work to fix it regardless of who they are okay definitely um can you describe a time when you were forced to reassess or reconsider some opinion that you held um it can be a really strong opinion something that had defined your life for a long time or something really innocuous so i think one time uh, I'm trying to think. So where I've had the opportunity to change uh, my perspective or reassess something, I think, to be honest with you, um, you know, I'm from I'm from Georgia. I'm from the South. And when I first got to UCLA, uh, the whole concept of pronouns was, was new to me, very new to me. And, uh, it, you know, it wasn't something that like I was against. It's just something that I just never knew about. And uh, I didn't understand it at first. But 
you know, obviously after speaking with individuals from, from, you know, the communities, you know, with LGBT plus communities and just individuals who have, you know, been living in a space of this sort for a long time, I started to understand why it was so important uh, to say your pronouns. I, I understood, you know, why this is uh, an important asset and important factor of UCLA. And it needs to be something that spreads to the rest of the, you know, the, the United States. And um, that's something that, you know, I, like I said, I, I just I'm from Georgia. So, you know, that's that's not something that's pretty prevalent where I'm from. But it's something that, you know, I use currently and, you know, something that was new to me. But it's something that when I go back home, I, I use that. And a lot of my friends are sometimes like like, you know, looking at me like what? And I'm like, yeah, this is what we do. And, and this is why you should do it. And they kind of like make sense. Once, once you call people out on stuff or you, you explain some stuff to humans for the most part, you know, they kind of like catch on and they're like, all right, yeah, you're right. You know, so, yeah. What specific experience did you learn from most as general representative? What specific experience? Okay, yeah. I think the most important experience I got out of USAC uh, this year as the general representative was just learning, basically just not letting anything stop you, right? Um, always working hard for the UCLA students, regardless of if, you know, some people don't want to sign on to your initiatives or platforms or uh, regardless of how much support you get from others when you know it's the right thing. You know, I learned to, you know, not be stubborn, right? Not be, not, not putting yourself in a position where you're not able to work with other leaders um but sometimes when you're right you're right and uh you know that's one thing about me you know i'm willing to listen and i'm willing to help out uh ucla students and and hear different perspectives um but sometimes when you're right and you know you're right you got to stand on that and you know this year i learned that i learned that you know i'm okay with being the the only wrong person in a room full of you know 12 or 13 um because sometimes other individuals just won't see things the way you see it but uh, sometimes you say something that other people are feeling, but they're just scared to say. And I think that's important. That's an important aspect of who I am as a person, uh, because everything I do, I'm, I'm very genuine about it. And, you know, I'm not trying to be malicious or anything like that. So, you know, if I say something, if I truly believe something, I'm going to stand behind that. And that's what USAC kind of taught me this year. Okay. Uh, in an article you wrote earlier this year titled USAC struggles with partisan politics, despite diverse membership, you basically make the argument that in your time as general representative, the leading slate for the people was intolerant towards you and your efforts to become more involved and have a greater impact as an independent and transfer representative. How do you plan to hold strong to your platform goals while avoiding the partisan pitfalls you argue existed within the leading slate during your time? What I'm, what I'm going to do for that is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do something that uh, oftentimes wasn't done with me this year. And and, and that's and, and I think it starts with being a friend. You know, if you're going to work together with other individuals, especially for the UCLA student, uh, you got to be friends first. Right. Regardless. And you, and you got to you got to extend uh, the, the, the olive branch and, you know, admit when you're wrong and or sometimes just admit like, hey, we're not going to agree on this, but let's not take this personal. You know, like just because we disagree with something. And, and that was the whole concept of the of the of the article was, hey, just because we disagree on something, that doesn't mean that we have to be enemies. Right now, obviously, there's some views that you just that just are you, you just can't like I, I wouldn't let someone come to USAC and just explain why it's OK to be racist. Right. That just some stuff is just ridiculous. But when it comes to like small, like little arguments, like people have to understand that, you know, we're we all want the same thing at the end of the day and we just want to better better the UCLA community. And that's something that I've always kept in the back of my mind. Even if someone disagreed with me, some, disagreed with me on something, I never took it personal. 
And so if I'm USAC president, that's something that I want to, I just want to create a culture of that, right? I want to create a culture of, hey, you know, just because we disagree with each other, that doesn't mean that we're enemies. That doesn't mean that we should hate each other. Like we can talk this out, right? Right. We can, we can find ways to agree to disagree. Okay. Uh, what is, in a similar vein, what is one thing you think UCLA students most misunderstand about USAC? Yeah. Um, I think the, the I think the thing that they most misunderstand about you second, you know, I'm still a newbie, right? I'm, I'm not really uh, I'm not a part of the all, all the, the 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 bureaucratic, you know, groups that have lasted for a, a while on you. So I'm, I'm a newbie. I'm an outsider. But I think that what they misunderstand the most is that, you know, it's, it's not really that hard. Like you should just kind of like, you know, just pay attention, come to some of the meetings and, you know, listen and and, and, and look at where the money is going. Um, a lot of the money, which is, you know, we, we control about well, more than nine million bucks. A lot of that is already automated in certain places. Right. And so some of the most of the money that we control, I think it comes out about like a million or two million or something like that. That's the stuff that we get to change yearly. But you don't you know, USAC doesn't completely get to like use the not just, hey, we're going to put three million here and then we're going to put five million here. Like it, it, it kind of like some of that money is already automated. Definitely. Um, I think there's. I think that's similar in other forms of government too, where there's a certain amount of funding that's already uh, used and people think it can be uh, changed and its utility can be shifted. But at the end of the day, there's a lot less money that can actually be used and changed on a year to year basis. Um, Exactly. What's one question you wish was asked to political candidates that isn't often asked? Man, that, that is a great question. I think one question that I, I wish that was asked is something that's oriented more towards who they are as a person, right? Um, you know, we, we talk about qualifications, we talk about platforms all the time. Um, but you know, one thing about me, I'm a person of like, hey, tell me about who you, who, who are you? You know, yeah, like, wh- where are you from? What do you like to eat? You know, uh, what's, what, where does your sense of service come from? Um, you know, that's what I'm about. And, you know, that's why I always try to explain to people who I am as a person, because I can, I can talk about the qualifications. You know, I can talk about the experience and all that type of stuff. But um, when it comes to actual, like the actual decisions and the actual platforms you're going to go after, Cause they can change, right. You know, uh, you know, students are busy during the year. They don't really, they're not tuned into you. So you can change all your platforms if you really want to. Right. And so that comes back down to who is, who is this person that we're elected, right? Who, who, who is this person truly? And uh, I think if students ask me that, then they'll say that it, it I, and I, I would like to answer that, you know, I'm a person that cares. I'm an empathetic person. I'm someone who comes from nothing. I know, I know what it's like to struggle. Uh, I know what it's like to, you know, go to sleep hungry, but I also, know what it's like to win i know what it's like to you know work with others i know what it's like to see the joy in another person's eyes when they when they come from a struggle uh and i think that's what makes me the best person for this for this job because i know how it feels to struggle but also know how it feels to win and i just want to help all ucla students at the end of the day definitely i think 
there's definitely some merit to the idea of finding out who a political candidate really is, because that's something that's a lot harder to change than your platforms or what you are supposed to believe. And so it's really important to know who it is that you're voting for or who it is might be representing you. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, thank you so much for uh, talking with me. I think uh, I this information is going to be really useful for people who are trying to figure out who to vote for. And yeah, hope the rest of your days goes well. You too. Thank you so much. Hey, definitely reach out if you uh, have any more questions or anything like that. And thank you for having me. Okay. Yeah, of course. All right. Thank you. Just a few days ago, another candidate for USAC president, Angelina Quinn, uploaded an Instagram post alleging that Carl King had been a part of a pattern of harassment against her. Carl responded, stating that he had not been involved in the harassment described, and to that, Angelina responded with her own refutation. We asked Carl about these events, but he preferred not to comment.